The following program is sponsored by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say, let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Oh, yes, I sure hope we are today. Welcome, everybody. I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom. And man, do I hope what we have for you on the show today really helps you and helps your parenting, helps your children, changes your family for the better, uh, because we want to encourage you as a mom and remind you of how important your job is. You are very important on this planet as a mother. All right, so question for you. Have you been struggling with your kids' disrespect or maybe increased disobedience? Or maybe your own kids have been struggling with depression due to all the COVID stuff. Well, if you answered yes to any of those questions, we have help for you today, conquering the three D's of parenting. It's our counselor for moms, Jamie Kirkbride on the show today. And the session from the counselor is free. How to overcome disobedience, disrespect, and discouragement in your kids. Discouragement or depression. Yeah, that's all coming up. I hope we can be a blessing to you. So stick around. Channel Mom's back in one minute. tell you about a company I've personally trusted with work in my home. When another company told us we had to get a new furnace, we called Premier Mechanical and they fixed our old furnace for much less than the cost of a new one. Premier is a licensed, insured air conditioning and heating service provider for the greater Denver area. They service, repair and replace ACs, furnaces, boilers, swamp coolers and more. They use upfront pricing so you know what it's going to cost before they begin. Read their reviews by googling Premier Mechanical Denver or visit their website at claimyourcomfort.com Moms are a big deal. But sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom, whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at ChannelMom.com. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. I just like that little part of the Coldplay song, so I just like to let it play. (laughs) It's better than hearing me talk sometimes. All right. Welcome back to Channel Mom. So glad you're on board with us today. Uh... You just heard that little phone sound. I think maybe my son is texting me. See, the life of a mother it never ends. I hope that today is going to be a blessing to you, but I want to get to a little bit of business before we get to Jamie. Number one, welcome to all of our folks at our different affiliates across the country. We're so blessed to have you on board, and we truly hope this show is a help to you as a mother, encourages you, and so on. The folks in Texas, Oklahoma, Omaha, and Lincoln, Nebraska, Little Rock, Kansas, Colorado Springs, and uh, right here in Denver. Oh, also our folks in Idaho. I don't know why I always leave that one to last, but so grateful to have all of you on board. I hope the show is a help to you today. Also, I'm doing this thing called the Mom Business Shoutout, where I want to bless moms in this current 
difficult business environment and just give you a free shout out on the radio if you're a mom in business and you'd like a little free plug. And we actually had uh, a woman named Julie or Juliet kind of reach out to us last week and say, yeah, I want to plug. Now, she hasn't given me her three sentences. But if you are interested in also getting a free shout out, don't be shy or nominate another mom. Just email us at channelmom at gmail, channelmom at gmail. And just a couple of sentences about why we should feature your business. Julie was very convincing. So uh, we will probably give her a mom business shout out coming up very soon. All right. So Jamie Kirkbride, it's been a couple of months because of, you know, that thing begins with a C. I don't even like to give it publicity anymore. Um, things have been, you know, slow. She can't come into the studio, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, we are finally bringing our counselor for moms back, Jamie Kirkbride. She is a licensed professional counselor. She is a mother of many. I'm forgetting how many, Jamie. Is it seven or eight? Seven children. (laughs) I'm giving you one more. I'm giving you one more. She's also an author and an incredible wife and mother, as I said, and also my friend. We're so glad to have her on as our free counselor. Who doesn't want free counseling? Um, Thank you. Yes. She's going to have a little conversation with us today with some incredible tips about how to deal with disobedience, disrespect in our children, but also discouragement in these times. I said depression in in the intro. I meant discouragement. Um, So many discouraged kiddos because of all the limitations on their lives right now. So uh, Jamie is going to do this for us, but I I thought I would get a little theme music. You know who I am. I liked a little music as the soundtrack. There she is. Aretha herself. Yes. I had to drag that out because we're talking about respect and and any chance I get to play that song, I'm going to do it. Um, I was dancing in my seat as that thing was going. All right. So do you think as we start this whole thing out and moms are listening and they're dealing with all of the frustrations that have come with COVID um, and and, and the staying at home thing, and and some of it has been a blessing, honestly, but there's also been frustration with with virtual learning and homeschooling, et cetera, et cetera. And I got to believe there are increased problems when it comes to behavior and disobedience and and, um, disrespect and discouragement. Um, so, so do you think the two top ones, disrespect and disobedience, do you think that we've had an increase in those in recent years when it comes to our kids? I would say that they may have increased a little bit for two reasons, one of which relates to technology directly. And I think it's easy for people to communicate maybe a little less carefully digitally than we might face-to-face. And I think our kids are communicating a lot that way. And I think it kind of can desensitize them to some of those polite ways or courteous ways that we speak. And maybe it becomes a little bit lazy and leads to disrespect. I think I have also experienced maybe more discipline issues as it relates to technology and the issues that it may create in the house. You know, kids that use technology more can tend to be more crabby and grumpy. And so maybe it relates both to disrespect and disobedience and also the need to closely monitor technology use. And that can lead to some disobedience or issues of respect. Yeah. Um, yes. Everything you said is correct. You're always right, Jamie. You're always right. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I just, I'm feeling for every mom out there that's dealing with disobedience and disrespect. Um, our, our longtime listener, Misty, 
who also happens to be on our board of directors. She she talks about how uh, she's been dealing with this sort of stuff in her kids, and, and she's looking forward to, to your advice. I read um, a little newspaper article that claims that etiquette and respect have gone out with bell bottoms when it comes to the way our kids behave. Um, I also read that our uh, issues with disobedience and disrespect in our children are completely related to technology and our digital devices, partly for the reasons that you said, but we're also now using it as a punishment. So when maybe people used to spank or put people or kids in time out, now they'll just take away a device. That's a whole new world. Um, and then, and then, and then finally, I'm going to, I'm going to tap into this and you can tell me if you agree because my husband's in education, he's a superintendent and also a principal. He's in a small district. Um, and his dean, uh, both of them, his dean of students, I, I reached out to them and said, look, when I go on the air today, can you tell me if you think in, in the world that you're in where you have to discipline kids sometimes, do you think kids are markedly worse in their disrespect and disobedience than they were 20 years ago? Um, both of them kind of hedged it and said, not not really. But what we have seen a difference in is accountability when it comes to parents, that parents aren't as accountable uh, or making their kids accountable, I should say, to their kids, love their kids, serve their kids well, et cetera. But maybe they don't make their kids be as accountable. And that also the digital stuff is involved now and that it's created a whole new set of issues when it comes to discipline and, and disobedience. But they wouldn't say you know, significantly that they saw a huge change in behavior and that kids are much worse. I think it's just a different animal now. What do you think? I agree with that. In fact, I was just having this conversation with a couple of my teenagers the other day because they're quite certain that I am the only mom in this area that has consequences or takes a phone away for, for discipline. <laughs> and yeah. I think it's interesting that kids kind of perceive that, you know, we should be able to make mistakes and not have a consequence, you know. And and I think that some of that has shifted over the years. And, you know, it seemed like we, we went from this place in parenting where you were afraid to do wrong because you didn't want to get in trouble with your parents to this, ah, my parents will understand. I'm not going to have any kind of consequence for that. And, you know, there has to be this level of connection and love within discipline, but we still have to have the discipline or consequences in place. I mean, discipline isn't meant to be harsh. It's meant to just be training. But within that discipline comes a sense of consequence and holding them accountable for a behavior or an outcome or to learn something that maybe they messed up on or need to get different. Yeah. I mean, in your in your life as a counselor, I'm wondering if you've seen this, because I think I think something happened in the late 90s or early 2000s that you decided you didn't want to be a mean parent. And, and I'll, I'll confess, I, there, there were times where it was very difficult for me to discipline, especially my daughter, because I kind of treat, treat her like my bestie. And so sometimes I'm like, I don't want to discipline you because you might not like me. But in the end, it's not so nice to not discipline because you're not helping out your child's future if you decide not to discipline. Have you noticed as a counselor that parents are a little afraid to make their kids accountable for their bad behavior? Absolutely. I think there became this shift of, of the discipline and, and how parents disciplined before into this real huge focus on connecting. And I absolutely think connecting is important, but I think with that you know, theory of connection, there almost became a fear that we would ruin that if we had any form of discipline. Yeah. And I think when connection is healthy and when a connection is in place, we discipline with love, not harsh, 
and we follow through on consequences because that teaches our kids that that's what happens in life. And it builds trust for someone who enforces consequences. And in the end, kids honestly respect someone who has had those boundaries. It gives them a sense of safety, even if in the moment it sounds or looks like they don't like it. It really does give them structure, consistency, and safety. Yeah, and, and there's usually a shift. I mean, you'll, you'll, you'll impose the initial discipline, and, and nine times out of ten, your kids will be mad that you're disciplining them. And I've experienced it again and again and again. But usually there's a shift. Within a couple of hours, they think, okay, I know why they did that. And you're right. Then the respect increases. It doesn't decrease when you impose a discipline. So, Jamie, I want you to move on to your tips. And also, I want to let everybody know, as a special bonus today, and we hope the phones are working. Sometimes the phones don't work so well. So I'll also give out the email, especially for our Saturday and Sunday listeners. Um, you can call, because Jamie's giving away a free copy of her book, The Yuzu, which talks all about her area of expertise, which is personality and how you parent from your personality to deal with your child's personality. So we're going to give that away today, the Yuzu. Uh, one, one copy, Jamie, or two copies? I can do two copies. Okay, Let's look at it. you. I'm pressuring you. 303-873-1935. 303-873-1935. And if you don't want to call, you can also email us, channelmom at gmail, channelmom at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Okay, so... Um, you have very specific tips about how a mother or father can overcome disobedience and disrespect in their children. We're going to move on to discouragement closer to the end of the show, but, but how does a mom deal with disobedience first? You bet. I think the first thing is to realize that the three Ds that we're talking about today might be alerting us that we've let some things slip. Mm -hmm. So maybe it would help if we reviewed expectations. What is it that we really want them to be doing? Have we communicated those? What are the consequences if those things don't happen? And have we communicated that? And this is a tough one. Is there really follow through that's taking place? I know sometimes for me, when I start getting frustrated by the disobedience, if I stop and I analyze and see, you know, is something slipping? Oftentimes it's my follow through. And so sometimes it's a matter of, you know, sitting down and figuring out what I like to call the heart issue. You know, our kids' behavior is really their way of communicating something to us. So asking yourself, is this about an unmet need? Or is this about defiance? Or is this about something that they need to learn? And if we can slow up and kind of figure out that first, we can kind of figure out our direction from there. Repeat those three things, because I think moms maybe want to review that list when they're trying to figure out what's going on and, and how they need to follow through. What are the three things they need to consider when their kid is disobeying? You bet. Is it possibly an unmet need? Is it possibly defiance, or is it something that they need to be taught, that so they still need to learn something? So maybe it's a skill they haven't, they haven't mastered yet. And I think if we slow ourselves down, then we can figure out, okay, so is this an issue that we need to try to motivate them, or is this an issue where maybe I haven't been consistent with follow-through, and there needs to be some kind of discipline or consequence when this issue of disobedience takes place? Yeah, you gotta, you got to be on yourself as a mother. Now, my kids are basically both adults now, 18 and 22, but I, I would let that slip, and, and disobedience got worse when I wouldn't follow through. Um, yeah, so it's, it's easy. I mean, my personality really likes to understand and give grace. 
But then I start seeing the disobedience or the disrespect taking place around me, and I'm like, oh, wow, grace is good, but it can also take you to a, a place where you don't want to function as a family. And so I think we really have to be aware that we have that consistent follow-through. Yeah, 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 that's good. And you guys, Jamie's an expert not only as a counselor who counsels families and people individually, but she's got seven kids that, that age in, they range in age from what to what? Our oldest is 24 and our youngest is six. See, so imagine so that. We cover everything. <laughs> yes, you do. yes, you do. That's why we have you on the show, because you know it all. Um, all right. No, I don't know. <laughs> so let's move on to how does a mom or dad deal with disrespect from their child? I think the key word I'd like to give on this one is reestablish. And I think you have to reestablish both your approach to their behavior and also consider what you might be modeling. And again, this is another painful one. You know, do we let issues of disrespect slip or are we holding them accountable? You know, we need to make sure that the consequence that we give relates to the thing that we want them to learn. So like in our house, we have what we call respect jobs. And so if one of the kids disrespects a sibling, then their respect job may be doing a task that that other sibling would typically be in charge of. Oh, that's good. Repeat that one more time. Tell people what you do there. How about if I repeat it with this example? We had one of our older kids had disrespected one of the younger kids. So they earned a respect job. So they had to go in and help the younger one do their laundry, fold and put away their laundry. What was interesting to watch happen, Jenny, is that as they worked through that task together, all of a sudden the fighting turned into some laughing and some interacting. And at the end of that respect job, they were able to make some sincere apologies to each other and get back on track for what we want them to show with respect. And so, you know, just the respect job is how we do that. You know, for younger ones, if we hear disrespect, maybe in their tone of voice, we might say, oops, you want to try that again? Or oops, do over. And we give them a shot to correct that. Because sometimes what they're saying is simply that they're impulsive and they speak quickly and they don't think before it comes out. And so if we give them a chance to do it over and they can do it, then we know that that heart shift can happen. But if they can't do it, if they get angry about it, or if they say it again, then maybe they need some sort of consequence with that. Or maybe they need to take a break away until they can say it again and say it nicely. If it's a quick redirect, sometimes we even say, oh, man, that's not how we talk. Can you say that again three times in this way? Let's say it nicely. You know, and again, depending on ages, that might be a task that that would get them on track. Yeah, yeah. You give them a chance to try it again. And then and then if they continue to disrespect, then the discipline comes in. And, and you like to make the discipline relate to the offense, I think, when you can. So that's right. why you create a respect job. You're going to respect your brother or sister now by doing this job yeah. for them. And that's a form of respect. And, and you could do it for yourself. They can do a respect job for mom if yeah. they're disrespecting we, that's mom. That's what we do. We call it a respect job because we're giving you the opportunity to practice respect. Yeah, yeah. So if they disrespect me, they may, they may do a load of my laundry or they may help me sweep the kitchen that night or they may help me do the dishes when they, you know, it wasn't normally their job. You know, it, we want to give them ways that they can practice respect. And, and ultimately, I think what we're teaching them, Jenny, is how to make amends for what they did. 
you know, as, when, when they get older, that's kind of that next shift. You know, okay, I understand you're sorry. In a relationship with adults, you kind of say, man, I really upset you. Is there some way I might make that up to you? And so I think we're starting those steps of teaching them how to make amends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the example thing is so key. I, I, you were talking about the digital environment, the social media environment, that kids are not seeing good examples of the way people treat each other. And they say horrible things on social media because there, there's a certain degree of lack of account- accountability. They can't see your face. They can't hit you when you say something mean. But also our political culture. Oh, my goodness. Our kids are seeing this and they think it's perfectly fine to scream at each other and to disrespect each other and, and to be horrific to each other. So it's kind of on the adults sometimes. So I, I want to sometimes is and it can be painful, but it might even be within your own house. You know, yeah. what, what kind of voice am I using to them? Am I using a voice to them that I would be OK hearing? reflected back at me you know am I speaking to my husband in a way that I would want them to speak to me or them to speak to my husband or you know are the voices they're hearing from the adults in the home ones that we would want them to then mimic yeah and and that's kind of painful sometimes to be like, ooh, I think maybe I've slipped a little <laughs> yeah 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 but we're all you know I I, I make a ton of parenting mistakes too. And I'm like, uh, I'm not alone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I was just thinking, because I was thinking about when I let swear words slip out on occasion, you know, once a year. Um, (laughs) And I, I think, Oh my goodness, what an example in my setting. So we do have to monitor ourselves as well. All right. Last thing. I I think kids are truly dealing with discouragement as as they have faced so many limitations. You know, my daughter didn't get to go to any kind of a prom. She may not get to go to prom this year. Um, You know, although my our school is actually in session because we're very rural um, and and we're able to do that, which I'm very grateful for. But she you know, her volleyball season was delayed. And I know your son's basketball season was all changed around. And it's a ton of things that they're missing out on and interaction and engagement and socialization and all of it. So kids are discouraged and depressed. I think suicide rates have gone up. It's really sad. Addiction rates have gone up. So, so what about discouragement in our kids right now? How do we handle this? I think it's huge. And I think sometimes we have to listen to the keywords that they're going to use so that we know that it's discouragement because sometimes they don't even use words like that. You know, I sat down with one of my teenagers the other day and they kept using the word pressure. I just feel so much pressure. Mm-hmm. And, and I think ultimately when you get to the bottom of that, it's it's discouragement. I think, you know, a lot feels different to them. They're having to be flexible and, and have to, you know, let go of things that maybe they've looked forward to or they thought things would be a certain way and all of a sudden it's very different and the stresses are higher and, you know, the rules they have to follow are so much different. And I think the key thing is that we really connect, we reconnect with them. You know, the first step was realize, second reestablish. This third one is reconnect and establish those healthy relationships. I think a lot of times in the midst of feeling discouraged, they they may experience feelings of loneliness or kind of feeling separated from the things that used to bring them some relaxation or some enjoyment or joy um, just in being with friends like they used to. I mean, Jenny, I know even in our school, just not wearing masks, just seeing their friends' faces, you yeah. know, being able to play a, a game or go through practice without having to have masks on and, and 
almost a faceless way of approaching life can be kind of separating. And so I think it's really important that we reconnect and help establish those healthy relationships as well as helping them look for truth. You know, there's so much going on around us and we can easily get tied up in what it feels like. But I think it's really important that we reconnect them to the truth. You know, this is, you know, maybe some of the discouragement they're feeling, we can kind of normalize that. You know, this is a natural part of of development or this stage of life and it's going to be okay. Or, um, you know, maybe giving them a little grace and realizing, you know, that this is an issue of respect, but I know they still love me and I'm going to approach this and reconnect with them so that they feel the safety of that relationship. Maybe just giving them the confidence that, you know, don't worry, I'm going to help you work through this and I'm here for you. You know, I don't know that we can ever underestimate um, the value of those words. I'm here for you really matters, especially to a teenager that sometimes doesn't want to have to ask for it. But the reminder that you're there really matters. And, you know, just taking that time for even the younger ones, you know, our school age kids have had it really different at school this year, setting aside that time to sit and just have some quality time with them. And I think that helps reestablish some of their encouraged souls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't just t- don't just take their temperature uh, physically. Take their temperature emotionally and, and check in with them and see how they're doing. It's because sometimes Jamie's right. They need to be asked. Jamie's so good. We'll, we'll make sure that we start having her back uh, once a month again because she's a fabulous counselor for all of us. Jamie, you're giving away very graciously a copy or a couple copies of your book, The Yuzu, um, and, and folks can get it either at 303-873-1935 or on the weekends you can uh, email us, channelmom at gmail.com. And Jamie, very briefly, next 30 seconds how you know what are they going to get in that book what's it about and then how do they find you online you bet this is a children's personality assessment story and so you go through it and you help your child figure out what they are and then it also gives you parenting tips specific to both your personality and theirs and people can find me at parentingwithpersonality.com. And if you go there, you can sign up for free resources, which is a parenting library of some printables, some things that may relate to today's topic. There's a family meeting agenda in there. There's a tip sheet on discipline and motivation. And there's also um, a tip sheet on finding truth in the t- tough times. Awesome. So if you visit parentingwithpersonality.com, you can find that there. ParentingWithPersonality.com, Jamie Kirkbride. She is our counselor for moms here at Channel Mom. We'll have her back next next month to help you out. Thanks, Jamie, for being on Channel Mom. You bet. Thank you, Jenny. All right. God bless. All right, you guys. This is the time in the show where I thank you. You know, I think of all the moms that I see dealing with so much right now in grocery stores, wherever I see them, and I think they don't feel appreciated. Uh, they go unthanked. So I'm here to thank you. Thank you for all you do to help your babies and raise them well. Uh, you're very important and you're a huge blessing in this world. God bless you. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. Remember to check us out at channelmom.com. Follow us online, social media at channelmom. Yeah, God bless. Have a beautiful weekend. If you enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio, and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America, but Channel Mom aims 
moms to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom Partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM, and you'll see our donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family. 